Welcome to BSD Talk number 40. It's Friday, May 5th, 2006. Just go right to the interview today. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Chris Moore, and he is the lead developer of PCBSD. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, why don't I have you introduce yourself and describe what PCBSD is. My name is Chris Moore, as you said, and uh, I'm the lead developer, I guess the guy who came up with the idea for PCBSD. It's probably not the first idea of taking FreeBSD and turning it into a desktop, but uh, I just had some other unique twists I wanted to throw in there, such as package management, etc. But I uh, started this a little over a year ago and just celebrated our one year, or I guess our 1.0 release last week. I guess if I were to um, look at a couple defining features of PCBSD, I see them as the installer, the KDE desktop environment, and the PBIs. So maybe you could talk a little bit about those. Well, the installer, the first key I thought of was I want to make this desktop aimed toward end users, people who come from a Windows or Mac environment, may not know anything about Unix or Linux, only have heard them on the news but never actually used them. These kind of people, the command prompt scares. <laughs> they don't want to go to the command prompt and figure out how do I partition a drive or anything. So I figured the first thing that was crucial was a graphical software installation method, uh, similar to, like, say, Linspire or Red Hat and the other Linux distros. So I started writing one in Qt and came up with the current PCBSD installer, tried to make it about five clicks and type in your passwords and you're good to go. Extracts and sets up everything for you. Uh, the desktop we're running on version 1.0 is uh, KDE 3.5.2, which is the latest in the 3.5 series. It's got some nifty features and support, such as uh, device auto detection, for example, when you plug in a USB drive or insert a CD-ROM. Uh, I wrote some some nifty tricks and scripts to set it up where it'll detect CD media insertion now, so it actually pops up, just like Windows would, letting you know there's a CD in the drive. What do you want to do with it? PBI, that was another... Uh, gripe or kind of feature I wanted to see in the Linux and Unix world, and on FreeBSD especially, I thought it would work out well. I've really liked the idea of like install shield for uh, Windows, for example. I can sit my dad down; he can figure out how to install OpenOffice or a piece of software with some kind of decent installer. Whereas in the past, using ports and packages, it was too complicated for him. Too many dependencies. Not sure what everything is not the familiar environment where you just double-click it and it works. So what I attempted to do is recreate kind of a install shield similar type software with PBIs that are uh, written in Qt. They're completely self-extracting and self-installing. Think of it as like an exe file under Windows. Try and keep all the software self-contained where it require, it has all the libraries required for operation in the PBI, so there's no issues with dependencies anymore. You're able to remove and add programs that have different library dependencies without them conflicting with one another. They operate fairly independent. Now that does, I guess, come at the expense of probably some file size. Oh yeah, correct. I mean, you may get a program where it's an extra meg or two bigger than your typical port or package because they are shipping with the extra libraries. 
I've had some people bring that up, but, you know, everybody's got an 80-gig hard drive now or more, and for the most part, those few megs really don't matter to a lot of my end users. They just care that it works when they start the icon. (laughs) Now, are the installations uh, local to the individual user, or are they installed on the system for multiple users? To the system for multiple users. There's actually a slash programs folder on the PCBSD installation, and uh, all your programs get installed into their own directories in their self-contained with their own lib directories as well. And it'll create icons for, on the desktop of the local user who installed it, and it'll create icons in the K menu that appear on all the users' menus. So if you add 10 users, everybody's able to access each other's software. Now with uh, the wonderful double-click installer, uh, how do we know we're getting good software that isn't going to crash our systems, uh, or trusted software that won't do anything bad? Well, the first thing you want to do is just like if you download something from Windows, you want to make sure you know where it's coming from. Um, We run the site pbidir.com, which is a directory of PBIs that have been created specifically for PCBSD. Those all get inspected and looked at before they get uploaded or put online. So that's one good way to do it. I mean, it's really know your source. Don't download it from Bob's House of Software if <laughs> if you don't know who Bob is. But uh, we're working on that. We're hoping to get a little more of a trusted or certified method in the future, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I want to create as much freedom as possible so anybody can create a PBI just like anybody can create an EXE file. Is there a way to uh, see the contents of a PBI or any scripts before you install it? Uh, yeah, you can. Not from uh, not from the graphical interface. You'd actually have to go to the command prompt and do a little poking around to see what's inside them. You can do that, and I actually do that here when I'm inspecting them to see what what's uh, what's going on inside and what the scripts are doing when they set them up. So, and they are a little more open in that respect than a typical install shield program would be. But they're not no graphical utility for doing that at this point. It's not really been necessary so far. And there's also a graphical utility for removing them, correct? Correct, yeah. There's a, like a program manager, an add-remove programs wizard where you can view programs that are installed, click remove, and if the program has an uninstall script, it'll run that. For example, uh, we have a PAMP or PAMP, PCBSD, Apache, MySQL, PHP. And when you install that and uninstall it, there's some scripts that run to set up some directories and folders on the hard drive for your, your uh, web shares, etc. So those scripts will run in, at the appropriate point and clean up your system back to where it was beforehand. And from what I've read, the traditional BSD ports and packages system is still available to people who can't find what they want on the PBIs. So Oh, yeah, to... correct. I made a whole point of doing this that I don't want to change anything from FreeBSD's default system. I don't want to really split off or become a fork of FreeBSD in any way. I want it to be a FreeBSD-based desktop operating system meaning if you're a systems administrator or a real advanced user who knows his way around FreeBSD, you can load it up, you've got a great interface, then you can go hit the packages or ports collections with no uh, no drawbacks. If you don't want to use PBI, you don't have to. It's completely separate. That's why I did not tie them into uh, FreeBSD's default system. On the other hand, if you're an end user, or you've never ever heard of FreeBSD, don't have, have any clue how to use ports and packages, you can go the PBI route and then learn how to use the ports and packages later. That's up to you. And before people look at installing additional software, what software is included with the base installation, including any custom software you've written? I guess we already talked about the add-remove programs, but maybe there's some other stuff in there. Yeah, there's some some little extra utilities in there uh, that I've written. A network manager, for example, lets you set your IP addresses or DHCP mode on your network cards. And add user utilities, so you can add users. 
graphically where it will actually go through and set up their KDE uh, afterwards so you're not having to go through and run a KDE setup again. Oh, let me think here. The Remove Programs Manager you mentioned. Some of the other typical ones that are included with KDE are linked in the menus like setting up your mouse and your display and your keyboard. Probably a few more I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but yeah, there's several utilities in there that do that sort of thing. And what architectures or platforms are supported by PCBSD? Right now, just uh, i386, so Intel, Pentium, anything compatible. Um, we're looking at a 64-bit port. I have not come out with one yet because there's some technical things we want to get resolved first. I'd like to get it to the point where the 64-bit port can run 32-bit versions of uh, software, 32-bit PBIs, for example. And I understand there is some capability for FreeBSD to do that, but we're still experimenting with that. We've run into a few issues here and there. And how long is each release supported with security fixes and updates? We haven't set a firm timetable on Stone yet. I'd imagine for as long as the release is current, plus or, plus an extra year or so, I mean, whatever we think is reasonable that people will be using an older release. Um, we'll evaluate that more going on down in the future with, uh, with paid support as well for customers who actually want phone or email support and see how long we're going to support it. And that does bring us into the next topic, which is funding for PCBSD. Obviously, donations are always wonderful, but it looks like you're also trying to set up a slightly different model through a store and paid support. Maybe you could describe those a little bit. Yeah, correct. Um, I like the open source movement and everything, but it's it's real hard to start a company or, or get full-time people working on a, on a pure donation basis. You know, I've seen other companies such as Red Hat or uh, SUS, for example, where they've actually had some commercial success, mostly through selling business services, support, email support, maybe commercial versions, other software, etc. What I'd like to do is get PC Busy to the point where it's self-sustaining, where we can actually hire and have people working full-time on developing the interface and programming new features that would make us more uh, competitive with Mac OS X or with Windows. That's, I think, the route we're going to need to go to, to offer that, especially in the business world. A lot of businesses I work with professionally in my job, they want to have a supported operating system where they know that there's somebody on the other end of the phone should they have a problem at 2 a.m. or you know on the weekend. <laughs> That's what we're looking at doing. So I'm hoping to get it to the point where we can support it that way as well. I saw that there was a server PBI release, and mm -hmm. I guess the main focus of PCBSD is as a desktop, but how do you feel it works yes. as a server operating environment? Well, I kind of mentioned it before I was, when I was talking about the PAMP package where you can install your Apache, MySQL, PHP, all one self-contained package. That's the beauty of PCBSD, I think. It works so well as a desktop for end users, but all the server tools are right under the hood. I uh, had a few people emailing me interested in actually creating a server PBI that you download, say, 100 megs or so, and it installs a ton of server tools. So you're up and running with a full web server, or network server of some capacity uh, within a few seconds. And uh, I think all the tools are there. It's really just going to be up to the creativity of the developers who want to make PBIs to see uh, what direction they take it. I'd, I'd like to get it to the point where you can install the same system and play 3D games with the NVIDIA driver. For example, we have Quake 3, I believe it is, on there, and some other ones. And uh, Or you take the same system and run a web server off it, have Apache and MySQL going, and run your company internet server or a real internet server. So what about your own personal use of BSD? Are you using PCBSD on your desktop from day to day, and how about other machines and servers in your life? 
Well, I got a couple computers here. I have mainly development systems. I got three systems here where I do a lot of work for PCBSD, a master server where I build the images, and then my test server that I'm always overriding and erasing. My personal desktop, I have it dual booted between XP and PCBSD because that was an important feature. I figured people want to try it out in a dual boot environment. And I spend half the day in Windows and half the day in PCBSD, depending on what I have to do for my other uh, professional job right now. <laughs> so sometimes it requires that I jump back and forth a little. But uh, yeah, PCBSD so far, I've been able to do just about everything I need in it, except for uh, some games or whatever that we're trying out on the system on the Windows side. But uh, we're hoping maybe eventually we'll be able to get a, you know, a WineX type package where we can run those in PCBSD as well. And how is your support for some of the traditional desktop multimedia stuff, such as Flash and Java? Well, Flash, we ran into an issue recently. I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Flash has even been removed from the FreeBSD ports, apparently, because there's some licensing issues. Uh, they will not allow it to run on anything other than Windows, Mac, and some versions of Linux, whichever ones they've released for. So we're looking at that right now, looking at maybe using uh, Nash, which is an open source alternative. It's still not that far along yet, I don't think, to the point where we can use it as a plug-in for uh, Conqueror or Firefox. At least I haven't got it working here yet anyway. We're going to look at that. I may actually contact uh, Adobe or Macromedia. I think it's Adobe bought them out, but uh, check with them and see what we can do about resolving that. Same thing with uh, NVIDIA, for example. They've got great drivers, but ATI does not for FreeBSD at this point. And I figure with a company structure like PCBSD, we might be able to convince them it's in their interest to release a driver for it. So is your eventual hope to move uh, PCBSD away from a personal or small project into a commercial operating system that would compete with the likes of Apple and Windows? Well, yeah, I'd love to see it compete with uh, Apple and Windows. I mean, everybody making a Linux desktop, I think, would like to see their system up there competing with other major operating systems. I don't know. I, I would never take it away from the open source where the source isn't available and where it's freely available on the website. I, I'm hoping what we can do is support it just by the via, you know, supported services like email and phone support and not have to charge for any downloads of it or anything. That's not in my plan at all. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see it be supported and, and have a company built up to where we can really challenge Apple or Microsoft with marketing dollars, etc., and really uh, fight them back. I mean, we know that BizD can be successful. We've seen Mac OS X, how well it, it works for what it does. So I'm hoping with the right... Uh, Programmers and development and time, we can get PCBSD up to the point where it's uh, compared to Mac OS X favorably. Well, definitely is easy to use, that's for sure. So that's what we're trying. I, my test bet is I take people who've never used any kind of Linux or Unix uh, Windows system people and have them sit down and run tests, have them install Java, have them install OpenOffice, for example. And if they're able to sit down and do the majority of the tasks they want to do without asking me any questions, I figure we've got some sort of success going on here. So how long have you been working on BSD, and what got you interested in BSD and Unix in general? Oh, it has to be about 10 years now, and I was 16, so I'm only 25 now. But uh, I started working at an Internet service provider, and of course, like most serious providers, they used FreeBSD for uh, Internet hosting. That's my first experience with it. And through college and some other times, I kept playing with BSD and really grew to like it. And at a few different work experiences I've had, I've had to use Linux, but I kept coming back to FreeBSD, just liking how their ports are laid out, liking how their systems laid out, where it seems like it, uh, like everything fits together a little better than Linux. I always felt a little fragmented on the Linux side, like a lot of tools and utilities weren't designed to work with one another. And uh, when I was looking at this, I think the real key, the thing that made me want to start this project was the PBIs 
because I've run other Linux and Unix desktops, but it frustrated me when I had other people use them. They can never figure out how to install their software. Or if they use some easy-to-use manager, when they'd remove software or change things, they'd get library, library issues and dependency problems when they remove certain pieces of software and it would break their system. So I figured we needed something where you could just do self-extracting, self-installing files that 95% uh, you know, of users out there are familiar with. And I'm hoping that's a uh, key to success. All right. Well, are there any other topics you'd like to cover today? I think we've covered a whole lot of the basics about PCBizD and where we're going with it in the future. I mean, we're always open for more developers, people who want to contribute. Um, there's always a need if people want to be uh, PBI creators, which actually isn't that difficult of a process. A lot of the people creating them are not programmers. It's just uh, moving files around, making sure things got the right libraries, and putting it in a nice, neat little package that end users can use. So if anyone is interested in doing that, you know, feel free to check out the website and let us know. All right. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. And I want to wish you luck with the 1.0 release and the paid commercial support and store and everything else going on. Oh, well, thank you very much. Enjoyed our time. All right. If you'd like to leave comments on the website, you can reach it at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 40.